Welcome to this latest MPFT podcast focusing on the transformation of community mental health care in Staffordshire and Stoke and Trent. This episode is hosted by Joe McRae and explores how digital is playing a key role in how the transformation programme is helping to deliver change for the benefit of local people. Joining Joe for this chat are. Yeah, I'm Martin Perry. I'm the Associate Director of Digital Transformation at MPFT. I've recently authored the Digital Strategy for the Trust, which we launched last September, and working on the Digital Transformation Plan, which takes us from 2022 through till 2027, and uh, working very closely with Dave and the teams across organisations across the ICB to digitally transform how we deliver health and care. Okay, I'm Dave Hewitt. I'm the Chief Information Officer at North Staffordshire Combined, and I lead the Trust's uh, digital programme. Uh, delivering a number of key elements across our EPR and uh, digital aspirants and innovation work, working across uh, the system with uh, Martin and colleagues, and also working with the national teams around delivery some of their core programmes. Um, before we come on to the specific aspects of community mental health transformation, I was wondering if if, if each of you just wanted to uh, give us a, a few just brief reflections on the rise of digital, particularly um, uh, speaking from a commerce point of view and, and um, one who's uh, aligned with digital but not immersed in it, in the particular importance that digital has assumed over the last couple of years as we've had to get used to remote working and the challenges of COVID and all of that on top of what was already um, a, a direction of travel that the NHS are going to. So, um, uh, Dave, do you want to do you want to kick off? And, and Martin, we, we'd love also to hear about what the what you're doing together at the system, and also some of the innovations you're doing at MPFT. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, digital at the moment is starting to really take uh, a foothold in uh, enabling transformation across uh, a number of NHS services, underpinning a lot of the. Uh, partnership and integration working that's been established through the creation of the ICSs and really enabling teams to work together in innovative, collaborative ways and really to think about how they're going to uh, adapt for the future. As uh, was mentioned, uh, the COVID challenge has really driven that forward and I think the initial view is we've most probably made about five years worth of advancement in two. I think that's increasing now, you know, where we are now is so far away from the pre-COVID work that we were doing. So I think, you know, the key bit at the moment and around some of the work we're doing through the Community Mental Health Transformation Programme is about how we bring these people together, but also how we allow them to get the best out of the tools that we already have in place. Yeah, thanks. And agree agree with Dave. I mean, COVID was obviously a unique circumstance for the entire <laughs> entire world and in the digital teams we, we really did feel the pressure um as much as as much as many others actually in terms of the nhs and what we had to deliver just because of the lockdown situations and and just having to try and make sure that people could still work as safely as, as possible and and digital came right to the forefront to enable that for many many of the teams that work in community services and corporate services that could actually have the option to work from home and work in a, in a lockdown scenario. And as Dave says, it absolutely turned overnight our transformation plans from where we wanted to trial remote consultations in small little pilot teams to actually deploying that across our entire organisation within a week. 
you know, so that, that original ambition on our first draft of the transformation plan to say, yeah, we'll have a couple of consultations done by the end of this six month period to, OK, we'll have 80,000 consultations done after the first year was something of a um, something of a revelation, really. But what we've been mindful of as well most recently is actually the more we digitally transform, the more we have the potential to exclude service users and carers for those that don't have the digital capability, the skills or the access. So we're really trying to make sure that through rapid digitization, we're not creating new barriers for health and care access too. So most recently, um, we're looking at how we can use digital innovation to address digital poverty, which is quite a unique situation, but there's lots of different uh, techniques we can do there in terms of improving access to our phone lines, improving access to our systems and having unique ways of service users and carers accessing healthcare with easy to use internet enabled devices. So we're, the work isn't stopping and it's transforming every single day really about how we deliver this and uh, something which is exciting for the next five years, which we'll come on to for the mental health transformation work. Digital enabled doesn't mean digital only. This is about, you know, adding digital tools into our existing tool set to not restrict down the availability, but to expand that out and give more people the opportunity to access services, how they'd like to access services rather than channeling them down a specific route. Excellent. Right. And and the other thing, of course, um, um, again, having been involved in this one step removed for a number of years now, I know even, even pre-COVID and um, the the amount of joint working between partners across, you know, across Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent was quite remarkable. It was a really, really good joint working. And there were already a lot of very quite in, in, um, exciting initiatives in the digital sphere taking place across the system as a whole. And, and of course, now we, we've now got a, a uh, the, the new world of integrated care systems and the integrated care partnership, which is, again, bringing that that direction of travel even closer together, aren't we? So um, so, so um, I was wondering if, if, um, if, if you've got um, any views on, on the potential for ICS and all the or integrated care system working, how that how that brings potential benefits and opportunities in, in the digital sphere. One of the main I think, strengths that we had is from a digital perspective, we already had a really good uh, working relationship between the organisations. So, you know, working with uh, MPFT, UH&M, primary care, you know, we'd, we'd already got that level of integration there. And, you know, what this has enabled us to do through the creation of uh, the STPs and now ICS as it's come through, is to grow that even further, bringing social care at, uh, the voluntary sector and really expanding that out to create opportunities to work together to address you know a lot of those key challenges i think the creation of the ics has enabled us to really start to link in with uh, the end users with the services and directorates for those cross-cutting pieces of work across uh, staffordshire so this isn't you know, this is moved from me meeting with staff internally, Martin, and then bringing together. What we're able to do now is to meet with these big collaborative groups, such as the Community Mental Health Transformation Group, which has representatives from across the region and allows us to interact directly, talk to them, evaluate their needs and propose solutions which will allow them to implement their plans effectively and ultimately deliver uh, better levels of patient care across Staffordshire. I think the the biggest difference I can see from what was the sustainability transformation partnerships to the integrated care system, integrated care board and integrated care partnerships now is 
they have teeth, they've got authority, they've got the ability to really get on and do things, transform at scale. So everything Dave said there absolutely is being brought to life by the fact that we can pull some budgets together. We, we can agree what our priorities are at a system level that we've never really been able to do um, at, the, at the sheer kind of like with the backing that we can now. And I think that that's a that's a big difference from where we've been over the last you know six seven years of working in you know solid partnerships, and obviously through those partnerships before the ICS we we did it with the integrated care record across Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent, uh, but now we can we can progress and enhance that with our pooled budgets, pooled resources, shared prioritisation, and digitally transforming the areas that are going to make the most difference for all partners, all providers, social care local authority um, services that we would not otherwise know what their priorities were if we weren't having this level of discussion that Dave has highlighted. Brilliant. So, so we're in a situation then where, where, where we're building, we're building on success. There's, we've got we've got system working uh, in place. We've got an ability to be able to make a big difference in, in ways that we haven't done before. Um, the real reason for doing it is to transform services and to transform services for, for our local communities and, and, and the people that we serve. And the um, community mental health is one particular area where we are, there is a big drive for transformation both in a sort of digital and a non-digital way, but um, th which which brings us to the um, uh, to the topic of the the digital uh, aspect of community mental health transformation. So, if if somebody listening to this, if, if if they were going, what on earth has digital tools and techniques or anything got to do with community mental health services? Um, how would you answer that very simple question? What what's your role here? I think for me, it is about how do we help service users, carers and families get better access to health and care advice, guidance and services that is against their own preferences, that is against their own choices, that is in the access that they want to have their care delivered. I think that's the biggest thing for me. So how do we do that with digital that, as I said earlier, doesn't create additional barriers, doesn't force services and carers down specific routes and accessing care that they might not want. We're increasing the flexibility of how we deliver health and care, how services can access their care record, see who's looking at their care record and their care plan, seeing who they might need to speak to next, seeing what other information is available about them or for them in terms of uh, other services, if they've got comorbidities, for example, physical health needs, they can absolutely interact with care in an easier way that's tailored to their own preferences. That's really what we're trying to achieve, I think, in this mental health transformation programme from a digital perspective, finding the right digital tools in the right areas and the right way to enhance care through digital innovation as opposed to as opposed to create any any new problems or challenges for service users. Uh, I think what the digital tools do as well is enable our clinical teams to work in different ways. So as we've mentioned, uh, well, Martin's mentioned around comorbidities, it's not a case in, well, in most cases, it isn't that uh, one uh, service user is going to go and see one clinician. It's part of a much bigger system working across, working with primary care partners, working with social care to deliver that complete holistic care model to uh, the patients. So really what we're trying to do with digital is to provide those tools that sit in the background and allow uh, the clinicians and professionals to work in the most effective way possible, really to deliver that 
patient-centered care model. So all of you know the information uh, that's available can be viewed by anybody when they need it. And as Martin's uh, highlighted as well, that we can make some of that available to their patient that they can view as and when they need it so they can really be a part of developing their care moving forward and re that really inclusive model where we can work together. Okay, and, and obviously the, the, the partnership working there is, is not just partnership working between the two digital teams or uh, across the trust, it's partnership working between between the digital teams and, and, their, and their clinical colleagues and, uh, as well. And, and uh, I know you've, meant, you've, you've, you've both mentioned you meant that in, your, um, um, in your, your remarks there. I'm wondering um, what, what, what lessons have you learned or, or, or what have you found in the best way to engage um, clinicians and, and, and service users in, sorry, in, in clinicians first of all and, and staff in, in uh, either co-developing or, or helping to shape or advising you on, on, the, on, on the design and, and, and operation of these tools? I think the key bit is engagement, engagement and engagement from that point of view. It's really important that we get out and we start talking to people to find out what their challenges are and how we can help address and support that. You know, one of the key bits we've tried to adopt is to really get in and start working with services and clinical work streams as early as we possibly can so we can help them shape that model. I think, you know, one of the challenges is, is if we come in at the end and they've already developed what that solution is, it becomes, you know, very much about trying to fit around uh, peg in a square hole kind of thing. You know, it's really, you know, to work, it's challenging to work through. So it's really about engagement, engaging as early as we can and really getting into the details of what challenges they have and how we can use digital to support them. And I think I think what's really moved on in recent times is that historically you could probably transform things without using digital. Now you'd struggle to transform anything without digital being an element of what you're trying to achieve. So what that meant in terms of the dynamic is that historically digital were a background support service when something was broken. It was seen as a you've got to use this to get your job done. Whereas now we really are changing that dynamic to be digital a core component about everything we're trying to do. And so therefore we need to engage with the digital teams from the offset in terms of designing the art of the possible looking at what we need to achieve and then planning where we want to be in the next two, three years, five years hence. So I think that that dynamic has changed on both sides of the table. We know as a digital service that we need to engage more, as David said, but also clinicians and carers they and professionals, they know that they need to engage with us as well to co-design. And I think it's that two-way acknowledgement about the need to collaborate and co-design these new care plans, these new care pathways that we're trying to achieve through digital innovation is what's really taken us to a different level now. Because of, we, we can deliver things in isolation and create things, but we're not assured as a digital service in isolation that it will meet the needs of the staff that need to use these tools. But when we collaborate, co-design, iteratively develop these things, so we build something, test it, does it work as we expected it? Yes, no, tweak again, refine, deliver it, test it. That's the best way of achieving the outcomes that we are achieving currently across our teams, I think. Okay, so so we described an approach there, and we described an overall um, uh, uh, way of working and all of that. Um, again, for, for somebody listening, they said, that's that's all well and good, sounds absolutely great. So tell you what, give me an example. What, what's, your, what's your best, if we, each of you had to say, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll give you one example then of something we've actually achieved and done. What, what would be your sort of, your, 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 your flagship, flagship output, if you like? 
So I think from a combined perspective, a lot of the work we've done around the delivery of uh, wellbeing portal, uh, really focusing on delivering a all-age portal to support uh, you know, our service users accessing you know, clinically verified information being signposted to appropriate services and looking about how we support those that them then being referred into our services and taking that forward. So that's a piece of work we've been working on over the last few years at Combined. But, you know, one of the key elements for this is working very closely with partners again about how we can take some of that work and adapt it and use it to support, you know, the wider population as we're moving forward. So it's most probably uh, the wellbeing portal would be the element I'd put forward. So, so Dave, Dave and, and the and the combined wellbeing portal is, is it's available publicly, isn't it? Yeah, the combined wellbeing portal is available publicly. You can either search for it in Google, uh, search for combined wellbeing, or you can link to it directly from their combined uh, website. Oh, and, and Martin, and Martin, if, if, if you want to tell us your flagship project, the thing you're, the thing you're, you're most proud of in terms of an, a concrete outcome. Yeah, I think I think for us, we've done a couple of things actually in physical health areas for school aged immunisations, which is a bespoke application that we built from the ground up for our school nurses, digitising how we get consent for parents and then documenting those immunisations on tablet devices. But for mental health teams, so the thing that we're working on for our district nurses and our community teams in mental health is actually the digitization of the community teams so that we're relying 100% on connectivity historically and we've redesigned some of the forms that they use in terms of the assessment forms in the community making them available on tablet devices testing them making sure they work and then our community uh, community teams are then able to access the information out in the environments where they would historically not have an internet connection and deliver better, more meaningful care. So that's something which we would not have achieved the successes in the recent awards had we not collaborated and co-designed with clinical staff. So I think that's our flagship and something we want to take forwards further in this mental health transformation programme. And, and, and that's a really interesting thing, isn't it? That business that it, just because it's digital, it doesn't mean about, you know, you've all got to have fast broadband, you've all got to have internet access as, as well. Because I, I know, Dave, with, with the community aid act, um, um, uh, application, for example, that's exactly the opposite, isn't it? it? It is you can actually be working offline on a device and then when you've got connectivity, it brings it back. So I think that's really important, isn't it? That, that we're not just basically saying the solution to this is you must, uh, you, you must all have super fast broadband. No, and I think that's the key piece, especially for staff who are working out in the community where, you know, they're working in uh, service users' homes, they may be working in alternate care settings to deliver that. So having to rely on, you know, broadband uh, 4G connectivity is really difficult. So one of the key elements that we've looked at is about developing those offline solutions, which allow them to still access and input information <laughs> digitally and allow that to sync up when they uh, get the, get to a suitable location. Okay, so 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 we, we've had a look a little bit of the journey, we've had a look at the context, we've had a look at some specific examples. Um, this thing now is really ramping up, isn't it? I get the sense that, the, the, as, as, you, as you were saying, Martin, with, uh, with the ICSs, we're getting to the point now which we can really make a difference. And, we, and, and I, I get the impression that both on the digital sphere and on the community mental health transformation, the service transformation, they are getting now to a real place where it's going to really, really start 
uh, having some impact over the next over the next you know 12 24 36 months as as wondering just 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 to wrap up if if you if um if if we came back to this podcast in say 3 years time and and said uh, said and look back at what we were saying you know back in back in the the hottest day of the year in uh, in um in July 2022 if you'd say right um this is a one thing. This is a this is a one thing I think over the next two three years, if we could achieve this, I'll be so proud. It'll be untrue. Uh, so, what's your hostage to fortune? What's your that 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 you want to deliver? The big, biggest thing for me would be to have digitally inclusive offers where this one approach that I'm about to say uh, is available. So, digitally inclusive alternatives, but for those who can and want to access to the NHS app to a collaborative care plan and the care record being comprehensive will be the biggest game changer for how we deliver digital transformation for staff and service users. Being able to see that single view of all, even voluntary sector, social care, physical health, mental health in a single application through the NHS app in an integrated care plan would be the biggest game changer. And I think that's what I'd like to see here in three years time and look back and say, we did that and we've got this many hundreds of thousands of users using this across Staffordshire and Stoke-on-Trent and uh, getting benefit from that. Yeah, I'm going to be really, uh, you know, boring here and completely agree with Martin. I think, you know, that is the one game changer that we need to do. It's about creating that centralised uh, access to records through uh, the NHS app so service users are able to access their entire health records and to participate in their care so this is a two-way integration as they need to I you know that is going to be a game changer for the way that we deliver and enable teams to deliver services and I think underpinning that in the background is using uh, you know digital to provide access to information when and how staff need to access that and to support the new models of care so you know coming back to the community mental health team one of the key program we're working on at the moment is around the new care planning standards and how we would adopt them and really adopt a person-centered approach to care planning and that's you know something that we're really driving forward with uh, clinicians to take embed that and you know really establish uh, that is a key underpinning for the digital aspect of the community mental health transformation program. Well, fantastic. Well, listen, look, thanks ever so much for taking uh, uh, the, the time to have this chat with us on, a, on an incredibly warm day uh, for those. Um, and so we'll set our alarms then for uh, for the uh, the 19th uh, of July, uh, 20. and uh, and bring you back in so you can explain why it all works now it's fantastic and you're all visionaries